I'm Liz Swenson. And I'm Shauna Lander. We're both moms. And we were both sucker punched in the face by motherhood. (laughs) Right, but in different ways. And more importantly, we've lived to tell the tale. So now we want to help other new moms through that really sweet, really hard, really funny first year of new motherhood. Welcome to Surviving Baby. Hi, how are you? I'm so good. We're doing a podcast. Oh my gosh. So excited. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I totally, Liz, have to give it up. I have to give you all the credit because I never, ever would have thought to do a podcast. I just like, Shauna's so freaking funny. I'm like a huge fan of your TikToks. Uh Thank you. (laughs) And we're both moms. Mm-hmm. We're both like positive. Yeah. I'm so glad that we're doing this because when I was a new mom and like in the thick of it, even when I was pregnant, I was like, what is happening? <laughs> I had no earthly idea what I was doing, what to do next, how to handle any of it. And I just want to help. I just want to help new moms through that really hard time. I have a huge heart for that too, because it's so freaking hard at the beginning. Yeah. So I want to say so that everyone's aware that we will, we'll talk about babies, right? We'll talk about like tips and tricks a little bit here and there, but really everyone forgets about mama. (laughs) There are tons of people that are going to give you tips and tricks on, you know, childcare. Really? I, I want to talk about mom. I want to talk about mama. Totally. And that transition from not being a mom to being a mom is huge. Yes. Like I, I want to like normalize that it is a transition too. Totally. Because nobody pops a kid out and then just feels like a mom. Or feels like they have any idea what they're doing. <laughs> right. <laughs> so let's normalize that none of this feels normal. My mom. So in the book, my first thing is like air mask. Wait, just, hold on, let's back up. So for people who don't know, Liz has written a book called You Got This Mama. And it's a guide. It's like the your best friend's guide to how to handle this transition into motherhood. Thank you so much for that. I know I'm freaking out. It's going to be in my hands like within the week. And I'm like, oh, my God. Um, anyway, so the beginning of the book starts with um, like rule number one. Put on your air mask and lower yeah. Number two, lower your expectations. Well, that's lovely and wonderful. And the reason the air mask thing is there is my mom always said that on an airplane, what do they always tell you to do, Liz? They say, put it on yourself so you can help others. I think women, no matter what you're in, like even if you're just in a relationship, we're just caretakers. Like I think that a lot of the time, yeah. A lot of the time, yeah, obviously not all the time, but like that's kind of just a natural like thing that I. I think women fall into is wanting to care so much for another person that they lose themselves or forget to care for themselves. And so, yeah, when motherhood hit that thing, my mom always said was just like, Oh my gosh, like put on your air mask and then you can, that's how you survive. Love love, love yourself, lower your expectations, your own cup. Fill your own cup. Yep. Well, I didn't have anything like that. My mom, she might've said something like that to me, but, uh, that sort of care for self was not modeled to me, you know, for at all, any of the women in my life, nobody, it was always, you know, care for other. Um, and even if, even if you don't take that unconsciously, it doesn't matter. You, you fall into that same 
routine when it's your life? Uh huh. Maybe it is because it's so freaking hard at the beginning. You're like, oh my God, like my life is over and everything is different and everything that was normal is not normal. Yeah. Even like who you are changes. It's gnarly. It's gnarly. Everything changes. So we're going to, let's, we'll get into that. Okay. Are you ready to get to it? Ready to do it. Okay. Okay. So our topic of the day is pregnancy. (laughs) Okay. So my pregnancy. How'd you find out? What was your reaction? What was that whole I'm pregnant experience for you? Oh my gosh. This is so (laughs) fun to relive. (laughs) So we were trying, we were um, not preventing it. Okay, we were not preventing it. I was trying. (laughs) My husband, John, we had talked about like, let's have a baby. Mm -hmm. And then I was the one that said, okay, but I don't want to like put pressure on it. So like, if it happens, it happens. Mm -hmm. And he was like, okay, cool. But then I was like, what does my cervical mucus look like right now? <laughs> What's the position of my cervix? And then I started tracking my cycle. Like I, I'm very regular. I was just like, it's time to have a baby. Let's do this. So it took a, it took a couple of months. It's nothing. That's yeah, like- no, I know. I got pregnant really fast. So once I started paying attention to the cycle, the next month, I saw like the, all the repeat symptoms again. And I was like, yep, I'm on track. I'm on track. I'm on. Yep. And so we had a ton of sex. Um, (laughs) and then maybe about five or six days after having a ton of sex, my nipples started to feel fizzy, Mm. like as if they had like soda water in them. And I was like, that is new and interesting. I think I'm pregnant. And you six days after. Yeah. But I, it was just a knowing for me, it was like a, a knowing. And then of course I would be like, oh, I'm probably not. I'm probably not. And then, um, and then, so it came to the day of my period and it didn't come. So I took a pregnancy test and the test line came up and only the test line. And so I was like, oh, okay. I'm probably not pregnant, but I, I was just being silly. It's fine. So I put the test down. I'm going to wait the two full minutes, grabbed a book, that I was not interested in at all, but I like made <laughs> myself calm down and I made myself read several pages of this book. And I was like, it's probably been two minutes. It's probably negative. And I reached over and I flipped it over and there were two lines and I went, oh my God. And like <laughs> sat up in bed and screamed, oh my God. Did you tell John because that you're doing a test? No, no, he didn't know any of this. There's no way I could do that. I can't believe I just tell anything I'm thinking or feeling comes out of my mouth. I'm usually like that too. I usually am an oversharer and talk way too much. So there was something about this though, that I was like, this is an individualistic experience for me. Like, this is a me thing. I have to do this. So that's how I found out. And it was, I was shocked. And I, I, I think I went into shock. <laughs> How did it go for you? Were you planning on getting pregnant? We were trying. You were trying. Were you like monitoring your cycle and like aware uh, of when you were well, ovulating? I didn't have a cycle. It was so crazy. So mm-hmm. I just like assumed you go off your birth control when yeah. you're pregnant. And so I was like worried about that. And so I like didn't go off my pill until like literally the day before our wedding. Um, we went to Ireland. That was amazing. And I was supposed to get my period while we were in Ireland and get my period. And I was like, oh my God, am I pregnant? That's <laughs> crazy. And then I took pregnancy test and it was negative. And I was like, that's weird. 
So I didn't get my period for like a whole year after about nine months. Wow. I went to a doctor and was like, is something wrong with me? And they diagnosed me with PCOS. Oh, wow. And then they put me on macrobid, which is for diabetics. Okay. But randomly caused all these people that had diabetes to get pregnant. And I got pregnant like a month later and then lost it. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, it's okay. Like it was really early. Did you feel a a sense? Okay. Let me just ask you this right now. Um, Can I ask you a question about having a miscarriage or do you want to just move on from it? Yeah, you can ask me a question. Okay. Did you feel a sense of loss though, even though it was early? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it was, um, it, it felt like I lost a baby. Yeah. I kind of, I was at my brother's house and I found out. And, um, so I was trying to, I mean, I collapsed and cried and did a lot of that, but I was trying to hold it together. It was really hard. It was really hard. I think too, because we had been trying for so long. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Here, I'm starting, I'm tearing up right now. I know me too. <laughs> I haven't even like to say that like, it's okay. It was early, but it doesn't matter. It's that first baby. And- oh yeah. And your brain, like, I feel like so quickly, I was just like, this is happening. Life is going to change. You know, you're mentally prepared. And it was just, it was crushing. It's a gut punch. It is for sure. But you know, onward and onward. I love your heart. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I found out on April Fool's Day. Not oh, like gosh. ironic. Wow. Pregnant on April Fool's Day. So that is sort of kind of cruel. You got me, universe. You got yeah, me. Good one. I think my body was just, you know, getting used to it all and gearing up. And yeah. anyway, the, they like put me on birth control pill again and then put me on this stuff again. And I was like, I am pregnant. I know I'm pregnant. Like, I feel it. I'm pregnant. And I went to the doctor and they were like, you're not pregnant. And I just lost it. And I was just like, so like, oh, everything's up. It's hard. Oh God. I was so devastated. I was so devastated. I was like, I knew it this time. Like, what the heck? So that month goes by. I'm just like, miserable. One of my best friends is getting married. I was in her wedding and I just like, didn't feel good. <laughs> and she looked at me on the day of her wedding. Cause I was changing into my dress and she goes, Oh, you're pregnant. And I was like, why would you say that? And she's like, That's a movie. she's like your nipples. And she goes, don't take a test. And I was like, cool. Cause I'm not pregnant and I'm not gonna like, I know I'm not pregnant. They looked, I have a great egg right now. Anyway, I was pregnant. They were wrong? They were wrong. <laughs> they oh missed my it. God. The so roller what? coaster lives. I know. I know. So then I was just like, so then I was like, you know, you're supposed to wait till you're like eight weeks. So then I got, I thought I got pregnant later. So by the time I finally went in, I was like 11 weeks. And I was like, oh, like we're good. Like we're almost to the safe zone. Like what? And so yeah, it was kind of crazy. That is crazy. That honestly, it could literally, this could be a movie. Like we could write a movie based off of your story. You're <laughs> <laughs> um, like, no, I don't like that idea. Let's not seeing this how I'm seeing this. It's a movie. <laughs> Did you have any weird pregnancy symptoms? No, <laughs> I was just like always nauseous. And then I like love salmon. When I got pregnant, I was like, F salmon. Yeah, those are not weird. No, <laughs> like, 
when I was pregnant with my first, my, um, my nipples blanched, <gasps> they were like flesh color, like, like whiter than flesh colored. It all, it didn't stay, it didn't stick, but I was like, what? I would have called my mom crying like, mom, my nipples are gone. They're disappearing. I don't know what's happening. It's a weird symptom. It's not a thing that's common. I've never heard. Of <laughs> no, it's not a thing. <laughs> Really good, weird <laughs> symptom. God, I don't have anything good like that. I just, like, wanted to eat fruit. Oh, also, my armpit smelled like sperm. <laughs> well, like spunk, like jizz. Oh, my God. So, no nausea, but jizz. Jizz smells like. How what? Jizz smells like. Like, how? What does it smell like? <laughs> sort of salty and, like, jizz. What do you mean? What does it smell like? You never, you don't know that smell? What I'm about to say, I don't want to say to the whole say world. Say it. I know what it tastes like. I don't know what it smells like. I can't think of the smell. Well, homework for you, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What about fears? Fears? Yeah, like I got the positive and immediately my anxiety spiked like to cope. And I was like, nope, it's going to be fine. And like, I didn't read a book. I was like, I'm just, I'll instincts will kick in. <laughs> um, but I was really freaked out and, and scared and I wanted it. I planned for it. I tracked everything, but I was terrified. What were you terrified of? Because I didn't know anything. I'd never really been around babies. I had never really been around little kids. I was not like a teenager who wanted to babysit and liked little kids. Right. It, it wasn't a thing. And so when all of a sudden I was like, I want to have a baby in theory, <laughs> sounded great. But then when it was actually happening, I was like, oh my God, am I going to do this? You were worried about being a mom. Yeah, definitely worried about being a mom. I was terrified the whole time, but I was just already thinking like, I'm going to lose the baby. (gasps) Oh no. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was crazy. But you didn't have any fears about being a mother? No, I just had this like expectation of like who I was going to be, how it was going to go, how my birth was going to go. I took Uh-oh. a 20-week course in natural childbirth yeah. and had an emergency C-section. Oh, yeah. Yeah, your story's different. <laughs> there you go. I got induced, and that was terrifying. I didn't know I was going to be induced. I got to 37 weeks, went into my 37-week appointment, and my doctor was like, okay, baby's dropping. Everything looks good. We're going to need to talk about your induction. And I was like, induction? What? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, well, you know, baby's measuring a little bit big. so." Um, will probably want to induce you so baby doesn't get too big. And I was like, excuse me. And, <laughs> and then, and then he said, well, it's completely up to you. You don't have to get induced if you don't want to. I do induce probably about 90% of my practice. And I was like, that, that this is like, that's, should, that's not allowed. You can't just tell me I have to get an induction and say it's because my baby's big. Ah, what? What? So then I was terrified for three weeks and bouncing on a birthing ball and eating spicy foods and having tons of sex and trying everything that I, that the internet tells you to do to try and get things going. It wasn't even fun sex. I had so much sex. I know. It's, it's like. It's like miserable. I was like, just have sex with me. Just hammer it in. God. Get it over with. Obviously, really sexy for them. Angry, pregnant lady. Let's do it. Get this baby out of me. So I went in with like tears streaming on the night of my induction. And they placed a cervidil, which is like a pill that they put next to your cervix and it softens your cervix. So they placed the pill and they put me on the Pitocin drip and I went to sleep. And then I woke up several hours later 
and had some pains and I was uncomfortable and I couldn't get back to sleep and I kept on tossing and turning and I was like, what is happening? That's so annoying. God, this is stupid. This is dumb. Oh, I hate this. I kept just saying, this is stupid. And I got up and uh, to go to the bathroom and I got to the toilet and then I had another pain, could not breathe pain. And I was like, this is <laughs> and then I peed and then the nurse came in and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you're here. Can I get like an IV drip or like Tylenol or something? Like I just have this stupid pain that won't go away. And she literally looked at the chart and she was like, those are contractions. And then um, she checked my cervix and I was like hella dilated. And I, she was like, hey, get back in bed. Cause it's like going to be go time here in a minute. So all in all, I had like a lovely induction experience. It was, it went swimmingly and it was, um, very peaceful. And when I pushed the kid out, you could hear a pin drop in the room. It was like silent. Nobody was rushing around. I looked around and I was like, this is very weird. Is this really happening right now? Am I dreaming? And I was like, I can see why you induce 90% of your patients. (laughs) How did it go for you? My story, it's terrible actually. So I'm I'm going in for my 40 week appointment and the day or two before I couldn't sleep at night because my hands were itching. And I texted my doctor and I was like, my hands and feet are itching. Like I kind of can't sleep because of it. Is that anything? I Googled it. It looked freaky, but I don't know. So I go in on my 40 week appointment. I was like, Hey, you didn't text me back. He was like, yeah, I did. And I was like, no, you didn't. I told you I had itchy hands. And then look at my phone. And he was like, look at my phone. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, I said, it could be something come in. We need to check it out. So it's really rare. And I don't think you have it, but we will do tests. There's two tests. The first test is just going to see if your liver is under distress. And then the second test is an actual diagnosis. The problem is the second one won't come back for, I think it was like six days. And I was like, what is like, what are the consequences? And he's like, again, it's very rare. And I'm sure you don't have it, but it causes late term fetal termination. And I was like, I'm sorry, what'd you just say? Oh my God. Take him out. Take him out. Get him out. And he's like, months of being terrified that you were going to lose your baby. And he goes, he goes, you want a natural birth and I want to respect that. And I was like, you just have fetal termination. I want you to take him out right now. Can I have a C-section right now? And he goes, he goes, oh, sweetie, this is Orange County. We could have done it a week ago. And I was like, okay. So I like went home and I was like, we have to go to the hospital. I have something that kills the baby. God. I was induced before I had a C-section for 24 hours. Did you do the balloon thing? No, no. I had Pitocin. I had a Pitocin drug. Pitocin didn't work. Balloon thing didn't work. I was so focused on my stupid natural birth. Yeah. I had them because I'm dumb (laughs) and a control freak. I had them put a pump on me for 24 hours to try to induce naturally with the nipple stimulation. Because you wanted to labor. By the time, yes. And hours of pumping your breasts. And at the wrong setting, they were raw. And when I went to feed my baby when he was there, I just cried. It was 
so painful. Liz, that's insane. It was so dumb. I mean, right. You gave it the old college try. So after like 24 hours, we got back the first test and it was like, my liver is stressed out. And so that's like the warning sign. And he was like, this isn't definitive, but it's not looking good. And you're not dilated at all. (laughs) I was like, after 24 hours of nipple and balloon and the person, I was so miserable. And I was like, let's do it. And he's like, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? And I was like, yeah, I'm sure. Like, let's do it. And then I found out when uh, True was five days old that I had, it's called ICP. And it is, it causes late term fetal termination. And it's like, it happens during childbirth. Like, it's so bad. Like, it's literally like stillbirth gnarly oh that's so sad I was so full of hormones when I had a five-day-old and I was like I can't believe I risked it for 24 hours like I was like I was a mess but he's fine we're fine it worked out it all worked out when you gave up control (laughs) yeah it were, and same with me when yeah. I gave up control of how my birthing experience would go. That's when I did the right thing and when how it was supposed to go. Yep, totally, totally. Um, is there anything that you wish that somebody would have told you? Lower your expectations, <laughs> and then you have no fucking control. <laughs> you need to let go of that. I feel like if someone had told me earlier, it could go in any direction and it's not up to you. I feel like I could have rolled with it a little bit better than I did. I will take it even one step further. I wish somebody would have said, not just let go of control, but the one thing that you can control is your own emotional state Mm. and how you're faring in all of this. Because if you stick tight, if you hold tight onto trying to control the situation and you don't just sort of like flop and let it all go and go with whatever is happening, you're going to drive yourself crazy with worry and anxiety and fear and feeling inadequate and feeling like an imposter and I and speaking from complete experience because I hit all of these because I let go of no control. In retrospect, I can say this. I wish somebody would have been able to convince me to control my own emotional state. And you have to be aware of what you're feeling to know what you need. Yeah. You can manage your own emotional state if you're checked in to what is going on with you if you're checked into, oh my God, I need a break, then you are able to advocate and for yourself and say, darling, parenting partner, I need a break. Totally. Especially like the asking your partner, like I'm such a control freak that it makes me really, really uncomfortable to ask for help ever with anything. And with Casey, we were kind of in a newer relationship. Like we'd been together So 10 months when he proposed, 16 months when we were married. And so that was really big for me. Like that was a huge transition. And oh my goodness. Yeah, no, asking your partner for help. Like it's like being vulnerable. Completely. So it all kind of like goes together. You're so right. Like don't control the nursery. Like don't make that your insane priority. Work on your like breathing and mental health and checking in with your heart and yeah. Like, yeah. And being able to say it out loud. And even if you are the one that's filling the need, like, you know, that you need some like peace and quiet and to be able to check in and be like, 
I am consciously going to be putting this phone down so that I can take five minutes, you know, 10 minutes, take a little bit of time to just like sit in the quiet and stare at the wall, you know, because that's more refreshing than looking at Facebook or whatever it is. Yeah. Knowing what's going on with yourself is the first step to being able to like meet your own need. Yeah. Watching those emotions, watching those feelings, watching those thoughts without getting like triggered or pulled into them. It's so important. Somebody's got to care for mama. Somebody has to, or else mama's not gonna be able to care for baby. You have to. And then, you know what? The other thing I wish somebody would have told me, or like, I I wish I would have figured it out. I figured it out later um, after the baby came, but I wish I would have figured it out during pregnancy because pregnancy would have been a lot easier, I think, is you need to have a sense of humor about this stuff. (laughs) Yes. What you were going through is insane. There is no way for your regular person brain to process how crazy all of this is. Honestly, like you just, you're just in it feeling crazy. So if I would have been able to recognize how batshit crazy it all was (laughs) and laugh at it, I mean, if you can laugh at it, you're like winning pregnancy. Yeah. And childbirth. Yeah. No. Imagine how much sweeter the experience would have been if you were just able to be like, oh my God, this is literally crazy. Totally. That's a good one. (laughs) Motherhood has changed me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's only slightly life-changing. Yeah, seriously. Okay, Liz, we have now reached my favorite part of the show. Please tell us. Do you have a favorite vocabulary word or term that you learned during pregnancy? My favorite is cervical mucus. (laughs) I didn't know that before. Neither did I. Egg white cervical mucus. Yeah. And now that I know, every time I see it, I literally will like pull it out and do it. Me yes. <laughs> bouncy thing. I'm fertile. <laughs> I do that too. Cervical anything is pretty good. Right? Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Well, my favorite word is smegma. I have never heard of smegma. You've never heard smegma? I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, that's so funny. Okay, smegma is uh, like the white chunky stuff that you find in crevices. Oh! Yeah, and so babies (laughs) come out and they have smegma like in their like armpits and stuff. And women get smegma. Men, I think, get it too. Um, Like in our like labial folds just in life in general. So it's not, it's not a pregnancy specific term, but it is pregnancy specific because baby comes out like white chunky stuff all over it. Smegma. You've really never heard it? I've never heard this word. I am. It's really fun. You must be clean then. (laughs) Maybe I'm just dirty. (laughs) You smell like smegma. Oh my God. I don't know if it has a smell. (laughs) Megma. <laughs> All right. And with that, she is Liz. And she's Shauna. And we're both so excited to talk more Surviving Baby next week. Video versions of our podcast episodes are also available. Just head over to YouTube and search Surviving baby and you can find Liz across all social media platforms. She's at Liz Swenson BFF. And her new book which I'm so excited about for new mamas. It's called You Got This Mama and it's available 
wherever books are sold. And Shauna is at Shauna the Mom across platforms, and she shares the most relatable comedy videos. So whenever you feel like crying, you can go laugh instead. (laughs) Thank you for joining us for episode one of Surviving Baby. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. (laughs) I had to use my hands. Ready. (laughs)